Hello and welcome to the One Fit Woman podcast. I'm your coach Aileen and today is episode 13 where I am going to be talking to you about the keto diet, processed food and fruit. So I'm going to start off with keto. This is something that I'm I've been hearing a lot about for many, many years, but recently everybody has a keto story. Every every single person that wants to improve their health, maybe lose weight, lose body fat, always refers to somebody that's doing or has done keto. There's a lot of misinformation around it. So um when I hear people saying keto worked for me or I'm doing keto, I have to ask the question, were you actually in a state of ketosis or eating a diet low in carbohydrates and saturated fat? Because there is a difference. So the misinformation surrounding the keto diet is actually detrimental to most of the population and this is really why I wanted to talk about it. Um, The keto diet creates restrictions and food rules. Minimal carbohydrates should avoid certain fruits and so forth. So those are food rules. I don't eat carbohydrates. I avoid fruit. And they're also restrictions. And what we know is that when you restrict yourself from eating certain food groups, this has evidence to suggest that this leads to disordered eating or eating disorders in the form of binge eating and overconsumption. So while you may think, oh, I really want to lose weight fast, which everybody thinks, which you shouldn't think, (laughs) um, cutting out these foods and you think, oh yeah, it'll be so easy, I'll just stop having bread and pasta and rice and um, eating fruit, that's easy, and then I'll just eat, oh yummy, I'll just eat um, lots of fats and it just doesn't work in in that way and by cutting those foods out, it actually makes you crave them. And then what that can lead to is being really strict throughout the week, having this horrible battle with your mind where your body's craving these foods. You really want to eat them or you want to go to a social event, but you can't because you're doing keto. And then you eventually give in. You're, you're going to want to eat these foods again. And when you do, it can lead to binge eating them or overconsuming them. So most people don't look at the biggest picture of human behavior. Um, And as I just mentioned, we all want to enjoy certain foods at a party, an event, or just because we feel like it. And when we do, we feel that we can't stick to it, the keto diet, so we stop. Um, And then we start the cycle again. We restrict, we have a, a binge, we then restrict and start again. We just get caught in this continuous cycle. And there's no ketosis going on here. It's now so common to say I'm doing keto that people think it's a normal weight loss intervention for everyone. And it's not. Um, You'll hear people saying that they're doing keto even after a weekend of pizza and beer when they probably weren't in ketosis. They've taken themselves out of it. Going to start keto again on Monday. This is not how the ketogenesis diet works. If you want to eat fewer carbohydrates, that's easy for you to create an energy deficit that way then go for it but it's not keto you're not in ketosis if you're consuming carbohydrates over the recommended amount on a regular basis so what did going low carb not keto actually lead to so 
usually when someone will say I'm doing keto, they cut out things like pizza, donut, pastry, crisps, which contain fat and carbohydrates, which in turn leads to reduction in total calorie intake, putting you in a deficit and potentially the person lost weight. We need to remember that energy balance, so the amount of energy coming in, which is our calories, energy, um, versus the energy going out through daily activity, just for our body to function, some from exercise and food um, absorption and digestion. So energy balance always holds true. So we need to remember that, that regardless of, um, you know, if we're going low carb, then we're probably just cutting out some energy and it's nothing to do with keto. Um, just a reduction in total calories consumed. So why was it not because of keto? Keto is usually below 30 to 50 grams of carbohydrates per day. If you don't track macronutrients, you probably don't know if you're doing this. I don't, I don't think I, I know anybody that said that they're doing keto and then when asked, oh, do you weigh and measure your food um, and then input it into a nutrition calculator to see how many grams of carbohydrates you're having? No, I just restricted bread, I just restricted pasta and all of these things. So people don't actually know if they're doing keto. Again, they're probably not. They're just having a reduction in total calories because they've cut out eating the foods I mentioned previously. What does 40 to 50 grams of carbohydrates look like? So people also, another, not mistake, but another thing that people do is cut out every single type of carbohydrates. And in actual fact, if you're doing the ketogenesis or keto diet, 40 to 50 grams of carbohydrates would be two to three slices of bread a day, three small potatoes, a can of coke, a bagel, two bananas, two donuts, and 1.5 slices of pizza. Um, fruit and veggies contain carbohydrates too. So I think it's important to, oh, sorry, I'm just gonna go to some of my other notes before I get to the last part of this. So keto is not recommended for, so you might go to your doctor and very often they'll say, oh, I recommend you do the keto diet. They're not a nutritionist, they're not gonna be there to support you, and they really don't understand anything about you because they haven't done a consultation with you. It's not just about looking at, oh, you're overweight and you should do keto. There's many other things that come into this and where I mentioned previously um, human behavior that doesn't get taken into account for. So keto is not really recommended for people with disordered eating and eating disorders because we know that people with eating disorders and disordered eating, when they have restriction and they create food rules, it just makes... The, it just makes that much worse. So keto is not recommended for people that have those things. Um, it's not good for people with digestive issues because, and that's a lot of people, I feel bloated, um, I can't go to the bathroom or I go too much. Um, not good for those digestive issues because the lack of fiber can cause constipation or often the opposite, um, which is actually referred to as keto diarrhea. Um, another symptom or something that you will get when you first start keto diet is called the keto flu. So this is a group of symptoms that appear two to seven days after starting a ketogenic diet, if you have, and this is like headaches, foggy brain, fatigue, irritability, nausea, sleeping, difficulties and constipation, and obviously the keto diarrhea. These are just some of the symptoms. Um, not everybody will adjust well in ketosis. Um, sometimes you will experience some of these symptoms that are really difficult to manage. 
also dealing with these symptoms can actually lead to feelings of depression. So if you're somebody that already suffers with anxiety and depression, this may actually make those symptoms worse. So we really need to think about, you know, who we're recommending keto to, if it's right for us. Um, you know, it's a real mainstream weight loss method that actually most of the time doesn't really work for everybody. And like I keep saying, they're not doing keto, they're just low carb. And actually the ketogenesis diet was initially developed to manage seizures or epilepsy, um, or seizures with people that had epilepsy and specifically with children. So it is important to know that what we eat affects our mental health um, and an adequate diet or an inadequate diet can really have an effect on our body. Um, and it can also lead to poor decision-making fatigue and, um, like I said, a slow brain response, which is your, your brain fog. So another interesting fact about the ketogenesis diet that you may or may not know is that there have been numerous studies on the ketogenesis diet versus a normal diet of eating um, within a certain calorie amount. So a calorie controlled diet versus uh, keto. And what that suggests is that yes, in the short term, ketogenesis diet may do better than uh, a calorie controlled diet in the short term, but it's no better than any other diet long term. So people will often also with ketogenesis not lose that weight very quickly but they will also gain back that weight and more because they haven't actually learned any habits and behaviors that are gonna sustain their results long-term. And as we know, keto is not a long-term intervention and nobody will want to go without carbohydrates for the period it takes to get their weight loss result. They'll always be including it at some point, there'll be an event, a party, their kid's birthday, their birthday, and then they're not in the ketogenic diet. So. I think it's important to remember like don't give up what you want most for what you want right now because if you decide to go for the keto diet it could lead to all of those um, effects that I've mentioned that you probably don't want to have and it's probably not going to be suitable for you. You can get exactly the same results doing a more calorie controlled diet, increasing your um, protein intake, increasing the amount of plant-based foods that you have, eating carbohydrates, having a night out if you want one. You can still get amazing results doing this and you don't need to do keto. And as I've said, the long-term effects of ketogenesis diet versus a calorie controlled diet are exactly the same. So why would you put yourself through avoiding all of these foods and potentially creating this really, really poor relationship with food. So that's me finished on keto. I really wanted to just get into that because just the amount of people that, that talk to me about it and they tell me stories about how their friend does it, but they, 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 they take off a certain amount of, of time per week off it or they're on and they're off and that's not really how it works. So I'm gonna move on from keto. Next, I'm gonna talk about fruit. So a lot of people, also, well, I'll start working with them. Everything's going quite smoothly, and then they'll, their friend will, will have done some kind of seen some kind of intolerance doctor or DNA doctor or doing keto, and they'll say, "I've cut out this. I've cut out eating fruit because of all the, the sugar that it has." Fruit is one of the healthiest foods you can eat for your body, and if you're dieting, 
if I want to lose a little bit of body, body fat, I will always, the first thing I do is include more fruit in my diet. So on a regular basis, honestly, I'm not a big fan of like super sweet stuff. I'm not like, oh, I love fruit so much. But when I want to lose a bit of body fat, every day I'll be eating like chunks of watermelon. I'll make sure that I've got blueberries there because I want those nutrients. I want that, that feeling of fullness that that delivers. Um, and I want to make sure that I'm being really healthy when I'm eating a little bit less food, right? I want my body to be happy. So, you know, if you're going to eat a donut versus an apple, maybe they have a similar amount of sugar, right? But an apple contains 90 calories and a donut contains 300. So this is also where the misinformation comes around fruit. Oh, fruit has the same amount of sugar as eating a donut or or crisps or a cake. So I'm going to avoid it. But what you fail to realise is that if you eat a slice of cake... If you go to the Cheesecake Factory for a slice of cake, they're 1,500 calories with a little blob of cream on the side. Um, if you were to eat a whole bowl of lots of different yummy fruit salads, you might be looking at two or 300 calories. And remember, energy balance always holds true. So we really need to think about this. And I'm not saying that you shouldn't be eating cake because it's got a lot of calories. But you might from time to time, but you shouldn't be avoiding fruit because you're worried about sugar. I guarantee that the fruit you're eating is not the reason why you can't or you can't lose weight or you think it will hinder weight loss. It will have probably the opposite effect if you start introducing more fruit and less of the highly palatable types of sugar. So fruit, the difference again between like eating a donut or a cake is fruit makes you feel full because fruit contains fibre. Fibre lets that Fiber will digest slower in your system or through your digestive system, so you will feel fuller for longer. Fiber is really, really important for, for the body and it helps with um, to keep your digestive system healthy and it also helps to, we call it a bulking agent, so we know that when we were, are going to go to the loo, we, we need to have fiber, so it can help with digestive issues as well. Um, fruit also has what your body needs in terms of vitamins and nutrients that a slice of cake or a donut doesn't have. So these are really important things and you don't want to be cutting these out of your diet. So please eat the fruit. Please keep it in your diet. I'm not saying that every single meal you need to be stuffing loads of fruit, but you shouldn't be cutting out fruit. Having a, a bowl of grapes, some blueberries on your breakfast cereal, eating a banana is probably not the reason why you are maybe overweight or struggling to lose weight it will definitely be something else not the consumption of fruit although fruit does contain calories it's usually pretty low and then finally i wanted to just bring up um, processed food so again i have a lot of clients saying that they don't want to eat anything processed and there are different reasons why people don't want to eat um, processed food Sometimes it's because of uh, family history of uh, bowel cancer or other disease. Um, and sometimes it's just because they think that it's unhealthy. There are different types of processed food and some types of processed food can be a super convenient and healthy way to eat a nutritious meal. Um, and some types of processed food are not. So we have minimally processed food, which is like our canned tuna, canned salmon, um, frozen veggies, canned veggies. And these are perfectly okay for you to add to your diet. You know, this could be a, a packet of um, noodles or a packet of easy cook rice. Those things together, a packet of, I don't know, frozen vegetables, a packet of frozen rice, 
and a can of tuna as an example, that would make a really healthy salad lunch. So these things shouldn't be avoided. Yes, there are then highly or ultra processed food, which is your cake, crisps, donuts, um, and these types of things. And you might want to eat them, um, also your um, meats and so on, like uh, sliced meat and sausages and things like that. Yeah, you might want to reduce the amount of those things you're eating and maybe not have your diet consisting solely or mainly of those types of processed food or highly ultra processed food but you can still include them but with, with regards to minimally processed food as I said they can really be a convenient way to consume a good um, healthy diet so please don't um, think that all processed food is bad it's not and you can certainly include a little bit into your diet um, I hope you enjoyed listening to that and I will speak to you at the next podcast. If you have any questions, please reach out to me at my Instagram at Aileen Graham PT.